Because okay. I've majority of what I've seen is Spencer being like, "Oh, you gotta fucking do this. You gotta fucking do that." Spencer <laughs> McLaughlin. Yeah, I haven't. Like, I haven't seen like anything it. really. And then you got then you got like down in the in the bottom, kind of like saying, "Oh, what do you think of this?" So, <laughs> I don't really know. But this man we... has a ghost Twitter account. Facts, actually. Why'd you just have a burner Twitter, bro? Burner? Bitch, you can't find my burner. It's under a very discreet name. <laughs> Weth Sighthouse? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. We can go. In three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into episode 21 of Just for Chirps. As always, usual cast here. My name is Seth Whitehouse, alongside Anthony Colsuno and Chevy Blackburn. Got a loaded, 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 packed show for you guys today. A lot of information coming at you, uh, so just beware. There's a lot of shit flying around all over <laughs> the place that we're trying to... Trying to get into the show for you um got some baseball got some nfl and also some college football but first and foremost boys it's been a minute we got our last episode up last week how are we doing are we is stuff getting kind of crazy getting busy how's how's everything going yeah just getting down to the thick of things kind of figuring out schedules coming up because i know we're all starting to start jobs in school or oh, whatnot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chevy's going to be Mr. Teacher here in a little bit. Have you prepared any of that kind of stuff? Uh, We haven't had our meetings yet. It's supposed mm. to be like a few weeks. Don't have the exact date, though. Mm. I do have the times that I'll be teaching and some, That's of, the, sick. some of the information, but yeah. You're gonna be dealing with so many shithead freshmen. That's gonna be so funny. Um, Beth, we should we, we should go to his class one day. <laughs> in the back. Oh, that'd be funny. I mean, you can if you want. Be like, Mr. Blackburn fucking sucks. No, we won't. We won't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, nah. That's really cool though. Are you excited? Or you how, how are you feeling with it? Yeah. A little excited, a little nervous. I'd say it's like a mixture of both, right? Because it's come mm. like something different than i've ever done so mm-hmm. but it's something i've always weird. like thought about doing yeah like, i've always like growing up i want to be like history teacher mm-hmm. but my recall sucks so i don't remember dates the best so i knew that wouldn't <laughs> work <laughs> that's fair but now yeah. you now you're getting a chance to do it and, and teach some calm stuff that's sick here you're, you're gonna be good it's gonna be gonna be sick uh anthony you bought a on a board i don't i don't know if you've mentioned this on the show what what you're doing and yeah so um big things kind up coming up soon so uh a couple weeks back i a person from max preps contacted me and if anyone knows max preps it's easily the top high school sports news website out there that's mm-hmm. where everyone gets their information even if just looking up you know if you want to know your you know, former high school's team schedule. That's where you go, you know? Yep. Um, got in contact with them, said they're, no, they got in contact with me, um, said they're looking for broadcasters, and I'm calling number five, Miami Central, and number two, Bishop Gorman, so a top five high school matchup here in Las Vegas, and originally they were going to have, you know, they're they're gonna have me do it through this app, but I would be speaking to my phone. And of course, if anyone knows me, I'm a audio quality freak when it comes to broadcasting. Yes. So if anything goes wrong during a broadcast, like I automatically get mad. Seth knows that very well. Um, <laughs> Chevy knows that well as <laughs> Chevy knows as well. Um, I get mad. There 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 was times last year where I got mad at people oh. running the board because the quality would go in and out at some points, like two seconds, and they will turn everything off. And then all of a sudden, I would get text messages saying, hey, the stream is off. So literally, we would take surprise breaks in between like timeouts and text <laughs> back and forth. Be like, no, put us on no matter what, yeah. yada, yada, yada. But 
the good news, all the equipment works with the app. I had uh, my mom download the app and I did a little like streaming segment just to make sure your equipment works and everything works fine and and the quality sounds really good. I heard the quality. So hell yeah. Um, some, some big shit, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Big boy news. And it helps out because also with sports broadcasting, at times you're basically your own boss. You're a freelancer. So basically, you know, if I keep on doing high school sports around the area, you're gonna need your own board and your own equipment, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a good purchase. And we're gonna do a little official tryout of the equipment. I'm calling uh, my former high school's first ho- uh, home opener. So yeah. basically, that's Bishop Minogue, Las Vegas High School. So Ooh. that's in a few weeks. So that's going to be a really good matchup. Modern day Bob Costas in the making here, here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> in the early days, I actually early days story story time here about Anthony and his audio quality. Um, hopefully, what's the What's the radio thing that like monitors all the radio? What's that called? The organization? The, F- the, ooh. the FCC? Ooh. Yes. FCC. Hopefully yes. F- I was going to say, Ryan would kill us if we didn't pull that out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully FCC doesn't hear this, but me and Anthony, we're calling a game, calling a, two, a doubleheader for SU softball, and it's against oh Montana. <laughs> and we're into the second game. I remember game. that. It's oh, hot as no. shit. Our our T birds are down like ten ish runs, and the boards I, no, just no, go out. Yeah, it was the second game cut. Yeah, yeah. boards just cut it, out, and they're like die out of nowhere. So we run, we look at the plugs, nothing's wrong. And we're like, what is happening? Calling people on the phone. Anthony's going shit, 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 shit. And then a, a nice older fellow comes up, and he's like. Just so you guys know, you're still on air. I'm hearing you in, in in my car on my radio. And Anthony's over here saying, shit, fuck, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> okay, let's clarify. Let's clarify this. Let's clarify this. I was murmuring it, and I actually went through recordings because the person running the board heard it as well. I went through the recordings, and... Not, and I did not hear any cuss words in the recordings. <laughs> Plus, my grandparents listen all our time, and they have excellent hearing. And Do they? Yes, they have cranked. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have excellent hearing. And because one time, one of my cousins accidentally cussed, and my grandma heard it from like two two rooms over. I'm not joking at all. And she started yelling at my cousin who cussed. So um, they didn't hear anything. I went through the recordings. They didn't hear anything. And it wasn't big old, you know, F-bombs out loud. It was very, very mumbled. And I, I remember that day, like, spent, I was going under the table, make sure everything's plugged in. Spencer McLaughlin thought I was going crazy because I was crawling yeah. underneath the table he was at, making sure also not to mess any of the ESPN Plus stuff by yeah. accident, you know? And mm-hmm. it just, what happened is the board was still plugged in. It just needed a quick timeout. It really <laughs> did. And then all of a sudden, He'd been I'm, in the sun for too long. Yeah. I'm jamming the power button and it <laughs> turns back on and everything is back and connected. We text the people in the station like, hey, are we back on? They're like, yes. And it was, honestly, I blame SU softball because that first <laughs> game took so long. I would too. Because that was the game where I'm hey, not going to say lost, the yeah, pitcher's name, but yeah, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> she walked like the first six batters. <laughs> like it was crazy on the pitcher. Anthony's just roasted right now. You are just roasted. All I'm saying is that that guy did hear something. And Here, I'm we, sure he. I'm sure he didn't hear any clean language. We have another story. He's not broadcasting, but in the we're, station. Oh, so, we're into story time deep here. <laughs> story time yeah, mode. So we'll, story we'll, just, time mode. we'll just story time this segment real quick. It was a similar situation. You know, we were getting ready to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I opened my emails while we started our show and I like said fuck because there was a lot. Wasn't I out wasn't <laughs> I out of town you were during at, this time? You were was that at, at the WAC tournament or the NCAA? You, no, you were at Utah no, well I was I would have been with you, you goofball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think you were no, there. Oh yeah. Was, I was. I think you were there. Um. What? No, I was down at Utah Tech. Something yes. like that. 
But yeah, so we were at UVU or something like that. Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, we were going, and then I just remember yeah. Ryan walks in like 15 minutes later, unmutes my mic. My uh, <laughs> that. I my heart was that. no, my heart was. It felt so much better. I don't. I didn't cuss on air you're, ever. Like besides you, that, yeah, you're you're singing a song or something. I thought, and then like, oh no, it's I. I just remember that one because like we we were starting the show. I opened my emails and there was like just a shitload of them, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck!" And we just mean you looked at each other, and I was like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> and then Ryan walked in like 15 minutes later yeah. and unmuted my mic. I was like, "Well, thank God, Seth. Uh, yeah, Seth didn't have it all was, set up, I right?" Was, <laughs> I was so I was so baffled by the by the word that word you said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, craziness. Moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, be be careful when you're Yeah, be cautious. Cause, yeah, because yeah. you don't know what, what's happening. Uh, there <laughs> could be some sketchy stuff out there. You don't know. Um, but that that's story time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we do have some sports stuff that we're going to get into, and we're going to kick it off in the land of college football. We are mere weeks away. And one conference in particular is crumbling right before our eyes. The Pac-12, the conference in my beloved Utah Utes right now, is just, yes, that. (laughs) Dying, withering away. A gigantic shithole, to be honest. Uh, Some might say the Cleveland Browns uh, franchise. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That, exactly. Or even the Chargers, that too. So you could say the Raiders uh, at this point right now too. Yeah, all of them. Uh, we'll, we'll get an NFL too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Pac-12 is going going down down the shitter right now, and it all started last week as the Colorado Buffaloes out of nowhere didn't see this happening at all. Yeah, made the move uh, to switch to the Big 12, and also as you guys know, USC and UCLA announced uh, last year. It was last year. Yeah, yeah. They, they've they've been known they're going to leave for the Big Ten yeah. for that a minute. Yeah, that they're going to the Big Ten, but no one expected this from from Colorado at all. Obviously, they got Coach Prime and everything. Kind of a head scratching type move. One of my favorite quotes from this whole move was Dan Lanning, uh, Oregon <laughs> football head coach. Someone asked him about how is this going to affect the conference, and Lanning said, "Excuse me, but did Colorado win anything?" I don't remember them like winning shit at all. What have they done for the conference? It's not a wrong. lot of things. A lot of things going around. Starting with you, Chevy. How do you feel about Colorado leaving, and how is it just shaking up the Pac-12 right now? I think it was just like inevitable at this point, you know, because mm-hmm. even Utah was in talks. Oregon. Uh, yeah. It seemed like basically everyone but Washington and who's the other team. Oregon State, maybe that really yeah. wasn't wasn't rumored anywhere. Yeah, it was Washington, Washington State and, and yeah, Washington yeah, State and yeah. Oregon State. Yeah, so I mean, I think it, it was inevitable, but mm-hmm. it was kind of big it, right before the season or fall it's, camp. It's so weird, Anthony, and and like Anthony, how do you feel about this also as well? There's whole bunch of TV meteorite steals that are the yeah. cause of this. Is this just weird move for Colorado at this point, coming off a one in twelve season, coming off other sports that haven't really been successful? Here's my thing about it is that I think also Colorado wants to go back to the good old days, basically. And because they were in the Big Twelve before they moved to the Pac Twelve, of course. And they really didn't do anything in the Big 12, but I think they just, they had it, you know? And maybe they just, you know, it was very much a surprise move. And right now, media deals are on the table. And mm-hmm. I've heard that at the moment, the Pac-12 is trying to work with the with Apple for Apple TV yep. media rights. But granted, you have to pay for Apple TV, so it's not the most best thing, you know, yeah. out there. And with the Colorado move, now you have a bunch of other teams. And like I saw this photo on Twitter, and it was um, a scene from The Dark Knight, 
and it was like with the Joker and in the pool and mm-hmm. the with the pool table and all that. And you know, it's like our operation is small, but there's a lot of potential for aggressive expansion. And honestly, <laughs> that's what the Big Twelve and Big Ten are like doing right yeah. now to the Pac-12. They're just they're waiting for that moment because right now everyone is saying Arizona will be the next domino to fall. Mm-hmm. And if they and if Arizona does move, Arizona State will definitely follow. And yep. then they're even saying Utah might follow mm-hmm. as well. Yep. And then that literally leaves Oregon, Washington, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal left. Like no yep. one else is left. And it's... then the Big Ten <laughs> the Big Ten is interested in Oregon and Washington and Stanford and Cal as well as the Big Twelve. So right now everyone is just waiting for this conference to crumble. And then, of course, the last two left will be Oregon State and Washington State, and they'll probably join the Mountain West. Um, Which is so weird. It's so weird, but at the same point in time, if the Pac-12 doesn't make any expansion moves Mm -hmm. within the next season or so, um, it'll make sense because you have Boise State up there in Idaho. So you can kind of... And also Wyoming. So you kind of have that northern... Yeah. Uh, Western division right there. So you can kind of split that up a little bit more. Um, But also I heard rumors that the nine remaining teams might just stay strong and they might add three to six teams or however many teams to redesign the Pac-12, which I've heard could be a move, but also it's very much a long shot. It's it's a tough, tough thing. And I, I think it all starts back with this whole damn media deal that commissioner of yeah. the Pac-12 gets George Cl- I can't say his freaking name. Uh, it's George Klevshnoff, Klavnoff. George Klykloff. Um, George Whiteclaw. I, I don't he know. Whiteclaw. We don't know. He, this guy is so out of touch with everything. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it, but he's known for a while with USC and UCL leave UCL leaving, he's gonna have to go do something. He's gonna go have to have a big friggin' deal. And there's been so many times where this media deal has said, "Oh, it might be announced today. Oh, it might be announced tomorrow," and it hasn't been announced. They're still working on it. They're still trying to figure things out, and it just feels like it's so rushed and so mm-hmm. disorganized with stuff. You mentioned Apple TV as well. Yes, I saw. Sorry to tell a... you that, but like, I'm not. You're not going to have very many uh, fans supporting the Apple TV deal. Also, no. saw something that CW30 was up in the air. We'll be watching fucking Pac-12 games with One Tree Hill and How I Met Your Mother and bunch of weird shit on there. Like it's, it's all sorts of mixed up and scattered yeah. all over the See, place. Like the big issue with, uh, like you guys are saying with. Apple TV is it's not linear. Mm-hmm. Like it's not on every TV. It's not accessible to everyone. So Paywall, it, yeah. Exactly. Um, it's not like you get it with ESPN or something, right? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it doesn't it's not gonna make a huge difference. I don't know what their TV rights were before. You guys would know better than me, but like Yeah, and I wish I had more of the numbers, but I just I don't think it's gonna be a huge it's, difference. It's not that, and even if they had their same TV rights, Big Twelve and the Big Ten, I think, made dwarf way more, right? the Pac-12 yeah. numbers, and the amount of exposure that each of these teams get is so much more in these other conferences. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw something. Big Ten and Big Twelve media rights are about like seven million more per oh, athletic yeah. program. So per school. Pac-12. Yeah, per yeah. school. So you're yeah. saying like yeah. probably close to like eighty to a hundred and something million more a year, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's just crazy. Yeah. And as a as a Utah fan, that is a, just a trigger for me to say, get the hell out of there. What the Big Twelve is doing is by far and above separated itself from the Pac-12. Get out of there. And what the Big 12 is looking to do, because we already have BYU in there, they're trying to establish like a mountain mountain school, like a like the Western schools yeah. conference. Three schools that I think are going to team up like they have been talking. Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah all move there. Then you're going to have a division with BYU, 
Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. All in one little section of the Big 12. And I think and that... And that'd be like the Big 12, what, Mountain West or something is what they call yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring, yeah. That brings back a lot of just... Iconic rivalries. And, and rivalries, yeah. That yeah. I don't think the Pac-12 would ever be able to secure. And that's just where we're at right now. I've also seen rumors that Oregon and Washington may go to the Big Ten with Clemson and Florida State in the ACC, which would be mm-hmm. just wild off the wall. But That'd be good for the Big Ten, honestly, because Washington oh, yeah. is normally a pretty good school for sports. For so, sure. Same with Oregon, for sure. Yeah, and then you have the powerhouses from ACC. So these bigger conferences are just basically picking and choosing who they want, but it's how it is, and I think that just speaks to how the Pac-12 has really been managed the last few years once the first two dominoes fell in, in USC and UCLA. But Yeah, if the Pac-12 falls, the Mountain West becomes your premier conference mm. in yeah. the Western Ooh. United States. That's Yeah. Yeah. In a way, because then you still got to think Big 12 has TCU and all those other schools down there that had some rivalries with Utah and BYU when they were in the Mountain West years ago that that might be ignited. But that's where it's looking right now. I think Pac-12 is dead. It's it, it's just a matter of time um, before things happen. And I hope to God Utah does not say, oh, we're going to hang on and <laughs> I would die with this ship because I'm going to die. I will die with that ship as well because I can't handle it. And if we get regulated to something smaller and miss out on this opportunity, it would be it would be pretty tragic. In my Utah opinion. moves back to the Mountain West and just dude, dominates dude, everyone. I'd kill myself, dude. That would be so <laughs> shitty. I, I, yeah, it would, it would be interesting. Um, going to have to see where it turns out. Um, see if we get a media deal at all here. But as of right now, it's not looking looking very good, Pac-12 fans. Uh, that's that's really all the college football talk for today. We're gonna have some some uh, previews and stuff coming up with the college football season. Um, coming down to it here in the upcoming future. But that's the big news um going around right now. We'll see where things get relocated. Um, moving forward here. Gonna switch it up a little bit. Gonna go into the MLB trade deadline. Got some big names that have been mentioned that we need to go over. Big storylines, I should get. I should say the biggest storyline. Mets have just given up. Mets have thrown in the towel. Yeah. Said, "Uh, well, we're just gonna be mediocre. We're just gonna suck." Trading Justin Verlander back to home. To, not home. Back to the team he's been playing for for the past few years to the Houston Astros for some cash and a couple of prospects. Trading Max Scherzer or younger brother of Ronald Acuna, Luis Angel Acuna. Just completely cleaned shop, said we're just going to be done. There was actually a quote from someone, I think, in the camp of Max Scherzer. Scherzer said, hey, are we going to be looking for prospects here in the future? The Mets said, no, we're going to look at things and we think we should be back there between 25 and 2026. So Mets fans, you're, I don't know what to tell you. Your, your misery just continues. Anthony, what's your first thoughts when you hear those two names leaving New York? Just a travesty by the Mets. When the mm-hmm. Mets signed these, well, they signed Max Scherzer the season before and then Justin Verlander. Uh, the mm-hmm. season after, I believe. I believe they're a year apart from yep. each other. Um, that was supposed to be the one-two pitching combination for the Mets. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be one of the best starting fives, starting rotations in all of uh, the MLB. It shows the Mets can't have nice things. That's about it. Plain and Very simple. Very well said. Yep. And you know, granted, they do get prospects, and yeah, they're building for 2025, 2026. But how many times do we see the Mets get that close? They have good players. They have the talent. They just can't puzzle it all together. And they say after a season or two, okay, we give up. We're throwing in the white flag. And now the Astros, after you know one year removed from Justin Verlander, they get him back. So basically, that, it was a loan deal for the mm-hmm. Mets, you know? 
Yep. And then the Rangers keep on building. They get Max Scherzer to try to polish their playoff push. And the Mets get uh, the younger Acuna, who's supposed to be really good, apparently, as well. But, yeah, it's... as If you're a Mets fan right now, you're just saying, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. It's it's a thing, too. I, I might add there for the Rangers, it, it helps so much because DeGrom... I believe DeGrom's having another surgery or something um, there for them. So that just bolsters I feel, what they I feel have. for Jake DeGrom. Uh, Gosh, it, dude. He has had so many reconstructive surgeries to mm-hmm. his arm. And it's mainly his arm, his pitching arm and non-pitching arm. That it's that dude is bionic at this point. Yep. He, he's starting to remind me of Matt Harvey. And oh, these two cool. guys, guess what? They were former... Mets pitchers as well. Yeah. So it's, oh my gosh, it, the curse of Mets pitching is now all over the MLB. But granted, it's Verlander so and Scherzer has had, they both had really, really good careers. Uh, mm-hmm. Future potential Hall of Famers in both of them. So For they'll sure. they'll find their new homes quite good. Verlander probably still has his house back in Houston that he can move back into. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, the Astros make themselves look dangerous. Again, the Rangers are already dangerous as is, you know, just good deals for them. And the Mets are a dumpster fire once again. Yeah. And let's not forget, this is a team that looked so good last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Ran into yeah. a Padre team that kind of got things going. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, your um, Padres. Yep. Uh, ran into a team in the playoffs last year, but they're looking good. That we were talking about a, a subway rivalry with the Mets and the Yankees last year. Mm-hmm. Things were looking great. People were making catches all over the field. The Trumpets were going with Timmy Trumpet. And now we're back to dumpster fire. We're back to just forfeiting all your prospects because two pitchers might not have had the best years this year in Verlander yeah. and Scherzer as they have had in the past. But it's it's confusing. I'm sure Steve Cohen's seat is feeling real hot right now. Um, but, but it's tough. And, it, and it Steve makes... Cohen is just relying on these prospects, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep, He's relying on the future, which we've seen the Mets do that time after time, and it's worked on one or two occasions. Yep. Like it, it hasn't yeah. worked a lot. Yeah, it's it's tough. And it, it, a team that it also kind of affects in a way with Astros loading up on pitching, which they need more, even though Framber Valdez is a damn ace. And the Rangers loading up on more pitching. AL West looks really, really, really strong right now. In a way, does it feel like it affects the Angels too, who are trying to get as much as they can out of Otani? But they're it not does. Get any because Be- that's the sole reason they're keeping him is because they think they can make a push. But in a way, well, does it affect them? Isn't Otani down to the last year of his rookie deal as well? Oh yeah, he's he's so, going somewhere. They're just not going to trade. Yeah, and that you know, I feel like the Angels are definitely trying to do that. But the only way I see him keeping Otani is making the playoffs and making a deep run mm. to make him feel, okay, like he can stay, you know, like, okay, this, this is a good place to stay. Other than that, I think he's heading to a bigger club and is going to do great things for that club. Hopefully it's not the Yankees or the Dodgers. I'll be really be mad about uh, that. But those so are two potential destinations that definitely feel like, because Otani is more traditional. He likes mm-hmm. the big, you know, he likes the historic clubs, you know, from what I yep. heard. The Cubs are in the discussion. I've heard very light rumors about the White Sox being in the discussion, which they won't sign him. I know they that, won't. That's a prayer. Um, that, that's, that's not a no prayer. discussion. That's your prayers. If if the White Sox sign Otani, it the whole entire world will be crumbling when it happens. <laughs> um basically. Mm, but no I yeah, I feel like there's very little the Angels can do at this point. Also that the Angels sometimes are stingy with money. Oh, you yeah. know? So it's I yeah. It's it's a little it's a little wild and we have heard some stuff Otani might want to stay out west. He likes being out west, but 
sure doesn't seem like uh, he's going to be there. Uh, the Angels have made some moves. And I don't think they're the biggest moves that need to be made. We have right-handed pitcher Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox uh, leaving uh, leaving Chicago, coming to Anaheim. Kai Bush, Edward, Ed, Edgar Cuero, excuse me, um, going to uh, Chi-Town. We also had CJ Crone coming back to the Angels and one of the younger uh, guys on the Rockies coming back. So they're making moves, but not all that impressed. So it, it it's tough. It's it's tough. Um, how do you feel about your White Sox guy leaving your Giolito man? Here's thing about it is that the White Sox in the in general are just the White Sox. Um, <laughs> yeah, players that look good for their first three to four years and look like all right, the, you know, Giolito's been solid. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just has a little bit of downfall. And the White Sox were kind of. You know, that actually they were they they were basically sellers at the deadline, and now they're saying they want to compete for a World Series next year. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Adios, Giolito. You had a great time with us. You're a former uh, AL Cy Young candidate. You were amazing. Renato Lopez, you were okay. You did blow <laughs> games for us, but Damn. you were a decent relief pitcher for the White Sox. Um, Happy trails, guys. Uh, enjoy LA. Enjoy a possible playoff push. Kai Bush and Edgar, Edgar uh, Cuero, your young prospects, will probably develop you right. You never know. Um, <laughs> sell, sell you later down the line. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. welcome to Chicago. <laughs> That's quite quite the welcome there. Um, yeah, I don't know what either of those two teams. Really I, I'm just being honest. Them. I'm just being honest. My White Sox are pissing you're me off miser- at this point. You're miserable. Yeah, I'm you miserable right now. I'm hoping for the Bears to have a decent season. You know, you all like masking. The Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> all masking from the Bears. Not even the playoffs. I'm just asking for a seven and ten season. That's all mm. I'm asking for. Yeah. Just That's win games. Progression. That's all. Progression. Trust the, trust the process, Anthony. Trust yes. the process. For that... progress. That's all I want. That's a good strategy. You keep your keep your uh your hopes really low. So like when they they might be nine and eight this year, you're like, oh wow, look at that, look at us, we're we're five hundred above five hundred. Like wow, that's what I've the Blackhawks. You know, Connor Bedard forward progression. There you go, forward, forward progression. progression. Um, as the White Sox and the Bulls are just stuck in in mediocre land. That's about ex- it. Exactly. Other big moves in the MLB, Jack Flaherty, a uh, right-handed hurler from the Cardinals, yeah. going to the Orioles for whole world of other AAA prospects. Blue Jays replacing, well, not replacing, getting a guy that could uh, mend that in, in, injury with um, Bo Bichette. Paul DeJong coming from the Cardinals um, for a right-handed pitcher. And then the Marlins kind of boosted up. Got Josh Bell and uh, Gene Segura. And Khalil Watson, all from the guard and the Guardians. So big moves, bunch of teams making playoff pushes, and it's gonna be really exciting to see. Like me, some base playoff baseball, um, and it's 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 all coming down to it here for some teams. So should be pretty fun to watch here in the near future. Moving in now to wrap up the show here, we have our full NFL segment. Got a bunch of different stories to break down. A whole bunch of injuries happening in training camp. A whole bunch of just weird, weird situations at the moment that that just really have me fascinated here. Um, and to kick things off, how we've kind of been talking uh, about NFL this entire time, and I feel like to this is like here's, the Fast and Furious series right now, bro. Yeah. It just never ends with running backs. It, 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 it's running backs. Um, the biggest <laughs> news is Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. This is a guy that yeah. was the entire offense for the Indianapolis Colts two years ago. And then Struggled took a last giant, year. Yeah. giant step back, four touchdowns. Um, really couldn't put things together, had some injuries. I do requested. have a screenshot uh, in you can continue after Seth, but I do oh, have yeah. a shot yep. of he the event the, so far. 
if you so read that can, off real quick. You, you have a timeline. Yeah, read read it off with Jonathan. All right. Started with uh, Jim Mersey tweets about running back situations, saying agents are selling bad faith. And apparently JT went to GM Chris Ballard asking for a trade several days before. Uh, and then all of a sudden, JT's agent responds saying, bad faith is not paying your best player. A little bit of a shot fired. Jim yep. Ursay says the team hasn't and doesn't plan on, on offering just Jonathan Taylor an extension. Jim Mercy invites Jonathan Taylor to a private meeting on his private bus. I feel like that's with every single Colts player. I don't know why Ursay is a private bus. It should be a private plane. He has a private somewhere. everything, dude. Jeez. It's a private everything. <laughs> I don't know. Um, not long after the meeting, Jonathan Taylor's trade request becomes public. Ursay reaffirms they won't offer him an extension. Instead, Ursay should say, you know what, we'll 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 go in negotiations and try to offer him something. Ursay says, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one will miss us. And then Colts now offer now considering placing Jonathan Taylor on NF. NFI list, which could forfeit 2023 salary. Wow. Crazy. It's just, yeah, it's a lot of drama. It's so much drama. I feel like this situation is way worse than any others, like, Mm -hmm. with just how public it is, honestly. Well, and you sent something into the chat the other day, I think, Chevy, of Actually, one of probably the leading Colts media correspondent, Mr. Easily. Pat McAfee, yeah, uh, talked about the whole situation. And wasn't he? He's not talking to anybody in the facilities. Was usually like the happy-go-lucky guy, really yeah. above and everything. So, and now he's hood up, right? Yeah. So basically, what it seemed like how Pat was saying it was, he was basically the leader of the locker room, just like two or three months ago when he. Uh, signed his contract or whatever. I forget what it was exactly, but it was like two or three months ago. He was the leader of the locker room. Mm-hmm. And from what he said, and he has a lot of inside sources, maybe they're blowing the smoke up of it, up his ass, but I don't... Yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd be able to tell. He's a pretty smart guy. Um, yeah. Just seems like he's disconnected from the team, doesn't talk to anyone, like everything like that. So it seems like he's kind of went into a little, I don't know, I'd say like... Yeah, a little shell. A little shell, kind of Antonio Brownish, just internal instead of leaving and being all drama. Maybe. Because he's still on site, but it's just... Yeah. It just doesn't seem good from any end of the stick. It's definitely a thing where I, I wonder, do you think it's a situation of... There's a lot of running backs out in the league that aren't getting paid what they need to get paid, and they're taking the approach of, well, we're going to start a ruckus. Saquon, for example, did that and everything. and They show their displeasure in a bunch of different ways so the team has to pay them. Do you feel like that could be It could be, because that's definitely one of the reasons Josh Jacobs is doing it, and he's like holding so stern, because he said, I'm doing it for the generation after us. Like. Mm Um, from what I've heard, none of these running backs want to break the market or reset it. They just want Mm -hmm. a little bit more than, you know, a person who's not as good as them. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what it's more so of. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think it's pretty much almost kind of like a boycott in a way. Yeah. They're kind of just boycotting owners. Like, you still have... Uh, JT doing it now, Jacobs, technically, is what they said, restarting negotiations. So we'll yep. see how that goes. It's it's definitely interesting. And Anthony, moving over to you, you did mention how they're putting him on that list where it could forfeit his pay for the entire season. Yeah. Do you think there's any circumstances where he does finally get a trade and he does get out of there then? Here's my thing about it, is that these type of situations we see all over sports, right? The last thing you need is a locker room leader unhappy, right? Yeah. Because then that just that that demolishes the whole entire moral of the team, especially you know? a rookie quarterback they have. Like, especially oh, yeah. yes, especially with a rookie quarterback, absolutely. Because those that that team leader is supposed to take that rookie under you know under his wing and say, 
hey, this is how things are run. Let's do it this way. And then say, hey, in ten, five years time, you're probably going to be the team leader. Right. Yep. So it's a rough situation. And at this point, if he's not going to play, get something for him or say, Jonathan, I get you're unhappy. Would a extension be the best thing for you? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's the only way Ursay can fix this. Even though he's came out and said, we're not going to extend him. And, you know, part of this is just Ursay saying, oh, the running backs are acting in bad faith over this whole, whole entire contract thing, right? Yeah. That's the starter of all of this. And Ta- Jonathan Taylor said, no, 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 no. Do not put me in this bus with this guy. I'm in my separate bus. I'm with the running backs. I'm not with Ursay. And all this has just blown up. And at this point, trade him for something. Jonathan Taylor is a pretty good running back. You can get a decent haul for him. And he's young. Mm-hmm. It's not like JT is 31 years old and on the back side of his career. Mm-hmm. So I feel so like... Yeah. You're saying Ursay he, he, made him get in his own private bus. <laughs> and Taylor said, I'm not getting in your bus. I'm getting in this other bus with Derek and Josh yeah, and all these other exactly. guys. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. So we have exactly. some bus, bus maneuvers switching around here. Yeah, it's... And Ursay got jealous that JT got on the other bus, basically. He's, so he's like, I, I got a cool bus. Why don't you like my bus? And yeah, it's just, just pay him a little bit more money, Jim, and that might be answer. But it's it's a weird, weird, just developing situation that I don't really understand. And like you said, if they do trade him, landing spots? Anybody? Anybody got a landing spot for him? I would say a lot of people are saying the Chiefs. And that would be Chiefs scary. Be a good one. <sighs> yeah, good but every one. star player is rumored to the Chiefs. So yeah, they got Pacheco too. I think I like Pacheco. He came but on last year. They still need one team, and <laughs> I'm not saying this because it's oh, my team. Oh God! But I've heard the Bears are in discussion. But here's the thing about it. the Bears have a lot of draft capital after the trade of the number one overall pick and plenty of other trades they made. That would be. And also last year, the bears were the number one rushing attack in the NFL. Well, I'm just thinking, right. You have, you'd have more Darnell, uh, Mooney. Yeah. Yep. Darnell Mooney, JT, Justin Fields. And then you also have three backs behind him. Isn't Chubba Khalil Hubbard Herbert. still there? Or no, yeah, it's no, Khalil Herbert. No. Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, and the rookie from Texas, Roshan Johnson, that a lot of people said if Bijan didn't go to Texas, Roshan would probably have been in Bijan's spot and be a top 10 overall pick. Crazy. Yeah. All I'm saying is, you guys got Khalil Herbert. You chill out. And do you really do you really want someone who's handling this situation on your team, huh? The way he's handled it, it does seem like Here's, poor character. If I'm being honest, yeah, like I'm not trying to does. like out a player, it, but you it just have seems this like it. and you have this and Mr. TikTok Chase Claypool in the same team. Oh how, god, how the hell is that gonna go? Uh, uh hopefully, hopefully that's, Justin can fix all this. That's I feel like that's your team. Soak that in a little bit. Claypool needs to just. In. Get traded but at the deadline. Also, I feel like at this point, players in this type of situation sometimes just need a new a new setting, new scenery. Yeah. I feel like that's what JT needs in this moment is just a new new scenery. So I, I have feel a like question, that's what though. he needs. You guys gave Claypool a new scenery last year and he didn't change. That's a and tough that's, that's tough. But with Claypool, I feel like it's a battle because you do have some players that, oh, I've made the NFL. I'm not going to work as hard anymore mm-hmm. and just basically play off of my gifted abilities I've been given. That's what he does for and sure. I agree. That's what Claypool plays off of. It's not a situation like uh, who's a player in the past that just had a bad, you know, had a bad case with one team, went to another team and just automatically balled out. Like someone give me a player here. Oh, cause I'm trying to think one. 
Uh... Carson Palmer from the Raiders to the Cardinals. Yes, exactly. In a way. In a way. In a yeah. way. I mean, he, yes. He was cooking with uh, Bruce Arians for a minute. Exactly. Or Matt Stafford, kind of. Matt yeah, Stafford, kind of, but he can... was. You knew he was good. He was just on a in a dumpster fire of an organization. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's hard. There's a, it's hard in the NFL because like that's kind of it's not like the NBA where that can just happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you talk about the NBA, you can see like Tyrese Halliburton went mm-hmm. to an All Star yeah. like right away. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's a it's a wild thing that I'm not Ooh, sure I really understand. Marshawn Lynch. True. From the Bills yes, really went from to the Seahawks. Bills. That is that is one. That's the best one. Also, um, Drew Brees went from the True. Chargers yep. to the Saints. One. You can name some players, and yeah, I feel like in this moment, JT just needs a new place to shine. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of Drew Brees, what about his former coach, Seth? Former coach, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Oh. Oh, you you want to get in all that? <laughs> I you you, you want to get in all that? I didn't I know think we so. touch I, on. I think I'm tired of running backs. We can touch on that stuff real quick. You are sick. Of, you're sick of your running back. Even the guy I'm about. I'm to the one about. like Josh. dealing with it the most. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> he just doesn't want to confront the situation. I already did. <laughs> you kind of did. I what? He's, he's kind of restarting negotiations. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know what that means. Do you? I don't either. I, thought, I, was, hoping, I, was, I was hoping you knew. <laughs> and what I can think it would be, since you want me to go in more depth, is maybe they're going to start negotiations at a higher point than yeah. they did before. That is the only thing I could think of. Maybe. Raiders aren't going to get anything done. Who are we kidding? They're not doing Josh shit. McDaniels, he doesn't pay running backs. <laughs> this guy, Josh, has caused my I hate Chevy him. so I hate much him. pain. I don't. I don't know if I can stand for it. Don't know. Do not know. Even uh, though that running back was the best in the league last year, <laughs> and our main source of offense. I love Devonte, but he was. <laughs> yeah. So we got Josh uh, Jacobs. There, there might be might be negotiating, but who? who we, we hope. We don't know. We don't know. Um, also in the news, Dalvin Cook visiting the Jets. He's he's going to be a Jet. I'm already writing it in. That's going to be a disgusting um, group of offensive guys that are going to tear people up. Zeke Elliott, who I don't know if he's just gotten to be like a, a, a chubby guy or something and just a bowling ball, but no one he's wants him. He's a panda anymore. bear by now. He's going to be the next A.J. Dillon and be out of the league in two years. <laughs> Dillon's still in that. Dillon's got a job. Zeke don't got a job right now. Um, but have you seen what A.J. Dillon looks like? Like, he's a Big, big, yeah, like... big boy. But there's a difference then between like big, big, and then Zeke big. I think Zeke big is like Zeke came in elusive. Yeah, he did, and now he's not. Uh, other unsigned. Yeah, that's the best Kareem... way to put it. <laughs> Kareem Hunt also unsigned at the moment. Now we'll get to that conversation that Chevy was alluding to there uh, with Drew Brees, uh, former former head coach. <laughs> Sean Payton, he called out last year head coach of the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, and said the worst coaching job I've seen in probably NFL history is what he said. Pretty harsh comments. Aaron Rodgers, really close friends with Nathaniel Hackett, spent a whole bunch of years with him in Green Bay. Comes out and says, keep my coach's name out your mouth. That responds. Hackett comes back out and says, yeah, yeah, Sean broke the code. You weren't supposed to break the code, Sean. What happened there? Really, really weird. It just seems like a thing going on. Reality Why TV Sean... show right now in exactly. the NFL. <laughs> it, it honestly is. Why does she... I mean, you know football coaches are football coaches, and they think they're the best at literally everything sometimes, but... I don't understand why Sean felt the need to come out and say it. We all knew it. He, should, he, he could have just it was a shitty job. By what? Just prove it. Year. Week four, five, they play. Just yeah. prove it. Yeah. Stop talking so much. The one thing I didn't like is like they're like, ah, uh, 
Sean Payton was saying some like, oh yeah, they were all in the media last year. Da, 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 da. You could see it with the Jets now. It's like the Jets have been not wanting the media. If you realize, like, yep. didn't want hard knocks. Salah's not that type of coach in the first place. Yeah. And now you're just doing the same thing last year and putting all the media attention back to your team. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's just ironic, it's, in my opinion. It, it's really, really ironic and. I don't know. It, it felt like just an unfair cheap shot. Anthony, you think Sean kind of broke the code here a little bit, like like Hackett said? This is like Housewives of like <laughs> yeah. whatever, but oh, shit, uh, right? NFL edition. You know, people are going to call each other out. And yeah, do I think pain went a little bit overboard. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, this is how, this is the you know, social media world, people calling each other out all the time. It happens. You see it with and, college coaches now too. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. True. Well, that's was what it? I'm was saying. Hugh was it Hugh Freeze and no, not Hugh Freeze. Um no Saban was mad at somebody. Saban and Jimbo Fisher, yeah. Yeah. Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And I think Saban and Lane Kiffin got into as well, because Lane Kiffin is currently at Ole Miss. So I think yeah, yeah like it's with happened with college coaches as well it's just coaches think they're the best at everything like like we pointed out earlier and you have probably the most hardo of hardo men in these nfl coaching positions that think they're the shit and this is what's going to happen we got to respect that in a way keep going we got to get a a tv show for all of them and just do like housewives of whatever the nfl coaches edition true they do have art. <laughs> Technically, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, like the, these, like last, even like with the JT Jim Irsay stuff, like none of that should be public, like that at all. Yeah, at it's all. just yeah. It's it's, it's social media drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's where we live in now, and it's it's going to be interesting. I'd be also interested interested to see if they do anything with it on Hard Knocks with Hackett and. Do all that, but when do they start already... recording that? Don't they? Didn't they start? Yeah, they're supposed to come out on August seventh or eighth. I want to say. Ooh, first episode, Sean Payne's but a did... bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sick. Yeah, it's coming out August eighth at seven p.m. Uh, he HBO. is though. Like like facts, he kind of is though. Um. But we'll see. It's speaking of his Broncos. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just it's it's it, just it, dumb, it continues. It, it continues on, and he's got some problems he has to worry about himself, as as always in training camp. Here, players be getting injured. Um, he's got a couple injuries, or actually two tor- torn ACLs. Matter of fact, but Tim Patrick. A very elusive receiver that's really big for him, but he keeps getting hurt in training camp. Got hurt last year in training camp, but he's out again. Big uh, jump ball guy. Big jump ball guy. And then we got Jonas Griffith, who not that big of a name, but could play. I think he's a linebacker for him. I think he's younger. I don't know exactly, though. Yep. Then we also have Cooper Cup, was the Super Bowl MVP. MVP MVP I think during the Rams Super Bowl year uh he hurt his knee last year and he hurt his hamstring a couple of days ago here um at training camp and he will be going in for an MRI unsure what his condition is but gotta suck if you if you're a Rams fan right now because honestly they look like that, they might have been like kind of in a decent spot this year you think so? Who Maybe. outside of Cooper Cup, who is your firepower piece on that offense? I mean, not much, but you still have to respect Sean McVay. I think he could figure uh, out something like to get him to an above five hundred record this year with the pieces on defense. Still true. Uh, this is a question just because I'm I'm feeling debate uh, happy. If I'm Sean McVay, I'm thinking back like maybe I should have retired when went out on top a couple years back. When all that talk was going on but yeah maybe i i think just he's me. just like a weird like hyper focused guy and he just gets burnt out easily because like i heard when he's focused on football like 
mm-hmm. it's tough to like just be him because he's yep. so focused. But I don't know. Yeah, it's. I feel like you just tough. always want to try to win again, though, especially with how young oh, yeah. he is. Yeah, and he's still young. We'll, we'll, we'll see him adapt. He went to Baker Mayfield last year. He tried a bunch of different things, but he's gonna have to do something. Um, tough news there, though, for Rams fans. Uh, another big one, Anthony. Joe Burrow. Uh, I think no. I was gonna say you're the first one that broke it to me. I should give you the the one that broke <laughs> it news. Um, hurt his calf. Weird little play. Steps up in the pocket. Rolls out. Starts hobbling. Already had something on the calf to begin with. I was thinking it, it was like reminiscent of KD when he hurt his. Uh, Torres Achilles against the Raptors that one year. Felt like that kind of a hobble. Haven't really heard much. I think they said he might be good. But I think, yeah, they, so I think Zach Taylor said right he was out now. several weeks. Several so, weeks? As a whole, the, the initial several weeks sounded very scary, but now it looks less important as mm-hmm. um, one of the Bengals insiders have mentioned that Right now, Burrow's status for week one is not a concern and that he's more day to day and yeah. doing small things like rehab. So I think I think the Bengals dodged a bullet because when video originally came out and there was no news on the injury, people mm-hmm. are like, that's Achilles, that's an ACL, it's this, it's that. And Bengals fans were hoping, were basically praying for the best case scenario, which also was not the best case scenario. They were hoping you know, it looked like worst case scenario in Cincinnati when that injury happened because it was a non-contact injury and his leg just gave out. Yep. Yep, and that's something that if it lingers later on in the season, it'd be could be something to worry about there if you're if you're a Bengals fan. But um, hasn't Burrow played on injuries before? He, he he's a tough quarterback. He's a, I mean, he's yeah. a tough guy, but you never know what it is and if. Yeah, that's the thing. Or just something else goes because of it. Because you're... Yeah, it could be mm-hmm. pretty bad. It would be. Uh, Especially those in are the biggest... area. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, exactly. One I think we forgot to put on here, I don't know if we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, is... Frick, what's his name right now? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, yeah, I forgot about that's that That's a. That's a... That's a big one, and I forgot about it too. So is that a knee? Is that what yeah, that was? I think he had knee surgery already, and I think it was like six to eight weeks for, that Jeez. he'll be out for. Um, I think That's... it was like week. Uh, I forget what they're saying. Like probably close to week eight, nine. Mm-hmm. That's huge, huge loss there for for the Miami Dolphins, and that's a defense that I thought would be just set with the addition of Jalen Ramsey, but maybe some concern there now if he's going to be out for that long. Uh, other injuries, I'm now just thinking of Naheem Himes on uh, New York Giants now going to be out for a significant amount of time. Himes is the uh, Bills. Bills. Significant <laughs> amount of time uh, out there in, in Buffalo. Also have Zach Moss. Yes. Who broke his arm um, and was the second running back for the Colts. Not sure where they're going to go now with running back. A uh, whole bunch of stuff going down. It's they, tough because... They should just go really, get, like, Cream Hunt or something. They really need to. But it's it's also tough because it's training camp, and you want to get these guys experience, but at the same time, if they're just dropping like flies like they have been here with all these injuries, it, you never know how much exposure they're really going to need. It's... Tough situation when these big superstars go out like this. Uh, but those are the big injuries right now. Other news in the NFL here to wrap this up. Nick Bosa holding out a lot of money. The so, Niners will not let him go. Something interesting I heard with like the contracts right now and players who are holding out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pat McAfee normally has, uh, I forget his first name, but he was a former GM, Lombardi. Oh, Joel Lombardi. Yeah. Uh, so what I've heard is like players are like who are holding out are like 
telling the teams, yeah, and once we're done, you're putting like an extra million in signing bonus for mm. my fines, basically. Interesting. So I'm. It, I don't know Demanding. how. I don't know how true it is. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, just don't find them. If you want them back, you'll get them back. Especially the Niners, they always get their players back. Yeah, they're going to. They seem like one of the. John Lynch does a really good job. Very well managed team, and I don't really expect Bosa to. Yeah, I mean, and John Lynch always takes forever. It always takes till like preseason week one or two, or maybe even three. Kittles took that long. Yep, exactly. So Bosa holding out, but not really worried. The last big news in the NFL world: we do have football this week, ladies and gentlemen. We have the Hall of Fame game. Between the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. I don't even give a shit that it's going to be such no-name guys out there. I don't give a shit if Kellen Moore... Kellen Moore? Kellen Mond is the starting quarterback for the Browns tonight. And Zach Wilson, that would actually be interesting, is the starting quarterback for the Jets. It's football. It's going to be so much fun. And it's always cool, I think, in that Hall of Fame stadium out there. Yeah, I really, mean, really psyched. You could be the Raiders and play Josh Jacobs the whole game. Yep. <laughs> For the we'll, Hall of Fame we'll game. You don't know. Maybe the Jets march their ones out there. That'd be kind of funny. I want to see one drive with the ones. That'd be that'd be cool. Especially that with how much cool. for the Jets, how much media they've had around them mm-hmm. just because they're New York and all exactly. the moves they made. Yep. I want to see what it's, happens with that team. It's gonna be sick though. Uh Actually, I'm kind of excited to see what Wilson does. Yeah, um, same. If he responds, if he crumbles. Well, have you guys uh, heard like that he's been doing better? Because I've heard people he? saying he's been doing better under Rodgers, kind of learning. I mean, he never mm. had a veteran in front of him. Like That's the thing with a lot of quarterbacks now. I think they don't pan out because they don't have leadership. They're expected yep. to be the leader fresh out of college. And that was really my issue with him going so high in that draft. He was so young and just like raw talent still. So young, immature. Uh, Yep. (laughs) He needed someone like this to come in and help him. So maybe, maybe this is the time where he improves, gets better, goes somewhere else. And, or even maybe like, you know, the jets kind of save their draft pick Mm -hmm. and, They'll actually have a decent player after Rodgers retires. Maybe. It's a big, a big maybe. Big maybe. Anthony, what what are you excited about with this Hall of Fame game? I'm a stickler for the preseason. I don't like it. Because half these guys are going to be bagging groceries in two weeks anyway. <laughs> um, Golly. You know, also, you know. Is where where's the Hall of Fame stadium again? Is it in Dayton, Ohio, or Canton, wherever? Ohio? You put respect on the Hall of Fame, don't you do that? It's in Ohio, bro. Like, it is the football Hall of Fame. It's the mecca of everything good in life. This is, is that true. really the mecca? Of I mean, that's why that's why the Hall of Fame museum is in Canton, Ohio. It's like the birthplace of football, basically. Man is literally not happy that there's actually going to be football on. I I don't even. Okay, he's just you, mad as not the Bears. I'm happy. I'm you're happy. Mad because but... there's no. <laughs> <sighs> you killing my vibe, Anthony. Kill my vibe. Okay. So hard. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. I'm happy football is back. That's what we need in life. Man, really sick. We just but... don't want to see all the. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. You know. <laughs> As a kid, I cared about the preseason. Now I'm saying it, seeing it. Half these guys are not going to be on the roster by week one. I'm sorry, but they do give to live out their dreams and play professional. Football. All right, let's, so let's get I this straight. that 20, there. 22 of them will not be on the roster. Yes. The rest of them. And then 10 of them, or is it 12 now, will be on yeah. practice, practice squad. squad. Practice squad. So it's only 10 people bagging groceries at the end of the day. Exactly. It's like such a small amount. Or they even go to the you know the XFL, the uh arena football league. Let's be let's be honest, that's that's basically bagging groceries in a football. At least they yeah. (laughs) it's not like the NFL doesn't really have anything like the NBA where you can just 
make money but not in the NBA because mm. it's not a global sport. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's not like taught because football is something else everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to let you kill my vibe, Anthony. I will not. Yeah, dude, Anthony, stop being, a, football is, stop being pessimistic. Football's right, right around the corner, and you're saying this shit to me. Don't you, <laughs> don't you even dare! Don't you dare! Just for that, your Bears are going. You're three canceled. And, three and fourteen. Yeah, you're canceled. Hey, just for that, your fantasy football team is going to finish last. Ooh, <laughs> <Quite> possibly. <laughs> we'll have to. Yeah, it's still going to be football. Um, but football back <laughs> coming up this week. I'm hyped. Anthony's not hyped because he doesn't like anything that's good in life at all. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, football is back. Uh, I'm, I'm super, super hyped. Um, and make sure you guys watch it this week. It should be should be an uh, interesting moment for maybe. You guys see, you guys see younger youngins. Yeah, you'll see the youngins. They're little babies. They're 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 figuring it out. Uh, it so, just takes but, some longer than others. You know, Zach Wilson, three years in. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun, though, so make sure you tune in for that. I think the Hall of Fame ceremonies are sometime this week, too, so should be really, really sick. DeMarcus Ware might be getting in. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot thing. about that. Mm-hmm. So, what? yeah. It's it's a big time right now. Things are changing, um, and, and I'm super psyched. Super, super psyched. Uh, so that's going to wrap up NFL. Football is back. Uh, and that's going to wrap up the show for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I think in the next upcoming shows, uh, we might, we're going to fantasy football league. So we're going yeah, to have to break, break down our teams, break down all the, what the whole league's looking like in the next little bit. The NFL top 100's coming out. It's a lot of lot of news. Sports uh, are picking up. We were complaining about not up. having them, but now we yep. will have them. And we'll be complaining are, about trying to keep up with all of them. They are so up right now. Uh, we're going to do our best to cover all of it. As for today, thank you for tuning in, and peace.